Eagle looking great. Here we go. Well, hello, everybody. Yeah, hi, everybody. On this cold, soon to be even more cold. It's 32 degrees Fahrenheit. It is sleeting where I am. It is sleeting. It is going to get very cold tonight. I went and I bought snacks, like food that I didn't have to cook because I am anticipating a lack of power. If, you know, last year is going to be anything to go off of. Last year, it was like three days without electricity, followed by three or four days without water. I had four days with no power Ugh. and no water. Um, we, yeah. And then, so I got a new house, as you know, and it has gas heat. Mm. So I thought, cool. I don't have to worry about that again. Found out today, when I mentioned it, they were like, oh, well, it still takes electricity for all the parts that are blowing the air. And I'm like, well, then why did I buy the gas heat? I want a refund. Refund this house, please. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You have like 30 days to change your mind. In my case, I had 45 days to change my mind. I didn't and, change my mind. And it's day 46. <laughs> it's day 46. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's all happening. Yay. <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to hit this stream. Uh, we're hoping to stream again later this week, but if we don't get to, it's because we're we hunkered down. Oh, well, yeah, we're we hunkered died. Down, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're hunkered down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're just hunkered down. No one's dead. <laughs> Are you planning on dying from the cold? Uh, well, I not to not to make light of, you know, t- a tragedy, but there people did die last people year. People did die last year. Yeah. So yes. In a completely preventable snowpot. <laughs> Look, this is not a political podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't have time to. <laughs> I don't have time to talk about the news. We, we should. We I could have, do it. I don't. We have could time Hassan just, this whole thing. We I don't could have just, time to just tear apart Greg Abbott. <laughs> I don't have time to do that, I, and, uh, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you see his? Speaking of sci-fi um, and steampunk. <laughs> Did you see his plan to like bring in crypto miners? Yeah. Because that'll because that'll create more demand, which will make yeah. people. That's right. <laughs> there's already a demand for better infrastructure. It's here's called my, my house. It's called yeah. not freezing to death. Yeah. Here's my demand for better infrastructure. I I want to live, Greg. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. When it gets All cold right. outside, I don't want to lose power. That's that that's that's what I want. <laughs> Uh, so I guess the demographic that we're going to alienate this episode is the majority of voters in Texas <laughs> and the state in which we live. Good. I think we've already done it for the record. Probably already. Already. Yes. Alienated them. Probably. <sighs> uh, yeah. We've, we indirectly have, rem- uh, alienated m- most of my neighbors, judging from the signs in the yards, almost all of my neighbors. <laughs> so that is what it Good. is. Good. <laughs> so uh, right. we're so, here to talk yeah, about um, <laughs> a couple of shorts. Yes, double he- double feature. Is it a double header or a double feature? I think uh, appropriately a double feature is for films. Yeah, or a double header. Um, I think is almost exclusively used in sports. Oh, see, I work in the sports industry, so that's yeah. probably why I'm I'm yeah. leaning towards double header. Yeah. Like um, I think it's a base. That's a baseball term, actually. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Because what do you want to do after spending four hours in a baseball game? Spend four more hours in a baseball game. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I I think it's more along the lines of like 
a lot of perf- like there's a major league baseball is 162 games 81 away is a lot 82 81 at home and so there are times when the schedule lines up appropriately where you play a game in the morning mm-hmm. and then you play a game later on in the day no i've i've gotten tickets as a child to a double header in which they were back to back yeah no that's what i'm saying like i wouldn't do that <laughs> But there, but there are people out there who would go to see those uh, so, back-to-back games. Yeah. I, I, I want to preface this by saying that I respect baseball players as the athletes they are. Okay. As much as I, re- I mean, as much as I respect any, um, pretty much any other sport for the most part, right? Because they're all doing something that I can't do. I didn't put in the time. I didn't put in the effort. Unless I did also didn't have the genes to do what they do. And it's it's more power to them. And I, I think that, you know, if I could, if I had, I'd be happy, like, not taking that away. But is your sport a real sport if you can play eight hours of it in a day at a professional level? Like, you, what are they... Could you imagine no. a doubleheader baseball... Or not baseball, excuse me. A doubleheader basketball game or a double a doubleheader hockey game? Well, like, how exhausted would you be after eight quarters of basketball? So I don't... I don't watch a whole lot of baseball. Occasionally, when the when the game of the week comes on on YouTube, I'll check out the the game or whatever. Sure. But there's fifty. I think there's something like fifty two people on the roster. It's that's true. <laughs> so if only if only that's nine true. people play at a time, <laughs> I think you can it's, get away is it nine? with. Well, because there's the pitcher, catcher, first baseman, second baseman, third baseman. It is nine. Left. I was thinking eleven right for some reason, fielder. but that's football. But that might be football. Yeah. There's five basketball I, I, players. I'm not trying to start anything. Players, six hockey. No, six hockey players. Five soccer yeah. players. I'm not trying to start anything. I'm just. I'm just pointing yeah. out. No, I, no, totally. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. <laughs> you want so to talk about I have baseball a rant. for the rest of the episode? I, maybe. <laughs> I have a rant prepared. A mini rant that's unrelated to everything that I wanted to get into for our cold open. Okay. For our Marin, if you will. Um, but since we've already talked about so many other things so far, I will I will leave it up to you. I can hold on to it. Rant away. And I can do the rant in between as kind of a halftime between our double our double feature. <laughs> like an intermission, if you will. <laughs> like a period in between. Mm-hmm. Two, like a period in uh, between other two active periods. There's an um, inactive time. The sci-fi sports guy. Uh, no, just ran away. The sci-fi Rant sports away. guy. <laughs> I... A week ago, maybe now. Yeah, it was it was last week, like last Friday or whatever. And we're filming this on a Wednesday. I was at the local grocery store, and there was Valentine's Day candy, mm-hmm. a lot of it, because it's the end of January while we're recording this. And I bought, I bought some candy, not for anyone else. Well, I mean, I shared it, but it, mostly because I wanted it. Okay, sure. So I got some heart-shaped Reese's. I love Reese's peanut butter cups. They're probably my favorite candy bar, if you want to call them a candy bar. And I, I, they were great. Love them. They were fantastic. Shared them, you know, over the last week. They were delicious. I was at the store earlier today, as I said, getting provisions to hunker down. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give me more heart-shaped Reese's. Because I walked by the Valentine's Day aisle again. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I went and bought, and this might be inverted. So I went and bought Reese's peanut butter hearts from the, from the Valentine's Day aisle. But they are not hearts. Oh. They are eggs. They haven't even taken down all of the Valentine's Day decorations from that aisle. And they're putting up Easter food. (laughs) And snacks. Food? 
candy. Uh, you consume what is this? It, you consume what it. is this? It's it's fuel for your body. I think it's food. Yeah, <laughs> sustenance. Let's it just is sustenance. <laughs> it, it, I think it's technically sustenance. Yes, <laughs> but what is this? Uh, this is obscene. This is obscene. I mean, I, I guess it's they start doing Christmas stuff at the beginning of November. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they I do. worked in a, I, uh six years ago. I worked in a mall. They started. They started doing. Christmas stuff. The beginning of October. Well, I'm talking luckily, the first weekend of October. They turned on the Christmas music, and it kept going. Look at this. Well, luckily, goth kids are preventing the spread of Christmas. So, thanks, goth kids. We appreciate. Thank you, that. goth kids. We yeah. we love you. Uh, so, on the sci-fi wise, guys, besides talking about baseball, sports metaphors, whatever chocolate, I don't even know what the filling is Anthony's eating right now. Um, we actually watch and review science fiction and science fiction adjacent media. In this case, we are doing a double feature steampunk shorts we did not intend to alliterate again it just happened so it is what it is a little bit of history on steampunk steampunk is a derivative of the genre cyberpunk if anyone didn't know oh it went that direction i thought it was the other way around since the advent of the cyberpunk genre a number of derivatives of cyberpunk have been recognized in their own right as distinct subgenres of in speculative fiction Especially in science fiction. I think probably steampunk had been around for a lot longer, but I think it got called steampunk after mm. cyberpunk became its own genre. Okay. There's just a few on here. There's really futuristic derivatives. There's biopunk, nanopunk, post-cyberpunk. Not sure what that is. And then cyber noir. We're familiar with cyber noir. Uh, steampunk, clockpunk, dieselpunk, decopunk. My personal favorite, atom punk. Adam, like A-T-O-M? Yeah, yeah, like Fallout. Okay. That was like Adam? Adam's yeah. a punk? I don't know. Uh, the Jetsons, Johnny Quest kind of stuff, Speed Racer, Steel Punk, Cassette Futurism, Island Punk. Is that just like 80s? <laughs> yeah. Future? Yeah. How is that different than Cyberpunk? Rococo Punk. And then finally, last but certainly not least, oh no, I've got more. I'm sorry. Stone Punk, Ray Punk, Now Punk. Cyber prep, solar punk, lunar punk, elf punk, myth punk. What about pop punk? <laughs> I don't have I don't have that on uh, the Wikipedia There's not a, page. <laughs> are you t- are you telling me that Blink One Eighty Two didn't spawn a genre of science fiction? I'm gonna disconnect from this chat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, steampunk is defined as a retro futuristic genre that is influenced by the steam age ranging from the late Regency period from 1795 to 1837, when the Industrial Revolution began through the Victorian era, 1837 to 1901, and the Belle Epoque from 1871 to 1914. I hate the way you pronounce that. Yeah, It's French. I don't care. We have our kind of themed double feature for being being steampunk, which was cool. Like we were trying to branch out, right? We did the alien abduction thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did a fantasy short film. So we're trying to like do something different, but still in the short film space. But we also accidentally picked two European films. <laughs> uh, this first film we're going to talk about is German, and that is an excellent segue. I'm just killing the segues today, and that is Air Lords of Area. <laughs> okay, air, air, area, yeah, area. <laughs> Are, uh, yeah, Air Lords yep. of the Air. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's like they knew we were going to be reviewing this in 2013 yep. when they filmed it, and they were like, we're going to give them some jokes. <laughs> we're going to just hand them the jokes on a silver platter. Done. 
I have the blurbs obviously pulled up here. Did you want to read one or would you like me to do it? I'm going to read the IMDb blurb because those are my favorite ones. Because they're usually. Please do. Please give this to us. Give it to us. This is what this literally is a summary. It's not a blurb. After a war, Air Lord Karak, an admiral of the space, I'm sorry, admiral of the airship fleet of Area, war hero and known daredevil, is placed into early retirement from active duty. He is reassigned to command scientific cartography missions in uncharted territories. On one of these journeys, he discovers an ancient Wait, title machine. And that seems it, like backstory. But yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and with it, plans to seize power over the Republic of Aria and the whole continent. Karik and his troops occupy the naval base Wodnik 7, and Karik tries to convert his niece Lura, police commander of the base, to his cause. This guy uses more commas than I do. Luna despises her fantasies, fantasies of almightiness and joins up with a band of smugglers to obstruct his, her uncle's plan for domination and seeks to destroy the machine. AOA is a crowd-funded feature film concept. Wow, I actually got more story out of that summary. <laughs> Than I did watching this. this I didn't film. even know their names. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I know their, the whole thing. I didn't know, didn't their, know names. their names. I watched it with subtitles on. I didn't. I didn't know their names. So this thing on IMDb has got a 5.9 out of 10 star rating with 62 reviews. And yeah, pretty middling. I would say these are fair reviews. You have most of them, the vast, vast majority, sitting at that five, six, seven range, which I wouldn't begrudge anyone for for thinking. I might begrudge these eight, nine, tens, and I'd begrudge these one twos and. Most of the threes. Are the 10 stars from German IP address? Uh, I don't have access to <laughs> the back end of the IMDb servers in order to find that out. <sighs> so that, I guess that's a good point to make. Like This is on YouTube. Both of the movies we watched today are on YouTube. Air Lords of Ar- Aria? Aria? Air Lords of Aria. Uh, it's on its own YouTube channel. The only other videos on it on that channel are like making ofs and behind the scenes for this film. It is originally in German. And on YouTube, it's dubbed in English. I actually looked for a German version of this film. Uh, oh. So I, I couldn't find one. I, I went, there's, it's featured on a few other websites, all with the English dub. If anyone can find it, that would be great. But it is originally in German um, and it is dubbed. So if you despise dubs, well, this might not be for you. Uh, but sorry, I'm, I'm going off. Wait, why don't you, do you have any other facts to share? Or do you want to share your opinions? The only other fact that I have to share is that I actually watched it dubbed. Cause I, so um, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a departure from what I usually do. Uh, let me vibe yeah. check you first. Uh-oh. Did you ever play a game called Guns of Icarus Online? You ever heard of that game? I've never heard of that. I've heard of guns. I've heard of Icarus. And I've heard of the internet. Oh, well, so much in the same vein of, uh, of a game that I tr- really enjoy, Sea of Thieves, Mm. Guns of Icarus Online is a multiplayer game in which you take a role, like you you log into the game and you pick an actual role. Uh, you can be a gunner, uh, pilot, or mechanic, and uh, you pilot a uh, airship. And it's it's a competitive multiplayer, and you play against other people in airships. I really enjoy it. It was it was really jank when I first played it, uh, but from what I understand, they fixed a lot of it. I got a little bit of Sky Commander in the World of Tomorrow. And then just a little bit of Bioshock Infinite, just the part with the floating city and how everything's all nice and shiny on the surface. So, what is that? Not Crimson Skies. What Crimson is the game like Crimson Skies, but with the dragons? Panzer Dragoon? Is it Panzer Dragoon? Is that the vibes I got? Yes. What a throwback. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, they released 95 a... called. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> they released a remake in 2020. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we're vibe checking. I just vibe checked you. Thanks, man. To ten year old Chris. <laughs> so my, I got some, um, I got some notes here. I'll kind of share them intermittently. I'm not going to just throw them at us like I did the other one um, in Chasian, whatever it was called. Yeah. My first note is airships! Exclamation point. It is called Air Lords. I don't know why you were surprised by that. (laughs) Um, And then my second second note is, are these roads highways? Hold on. I'm going to mute you real quick. Oh, no. I just... My third note that I'll share at the beginning is I didn't realize it was dubbed until like the like after a minute or two because I wrote down, man, this lip syncing is bad or the audio is off. Mm. And then I was like, oh, they're not speaking the same language. Okay, cool. All in all, not all in all, first impressions, the amount of green screen was actually impressive. If you watch all the way to the end of the YouTube video, you actually get a short concept art little sequence and then a making of, which... Um, I actually would have preferred had it been in German with subtitles because like just them, like I always forget how harsh the German language is when people are yelling it. Absolutely fantastic. Long story short of this plot, apparently there's this guy, Kark, who's an admiral of a sky fleet who for some reason wears a safari hat. Not sure what else are you going to wear on your sky ship? The other guys were wearing captain hats. But he's the admiral. I don't know. His fed- he, you have feather? to have a tall hat. You have to have a big hat it wasn't in order to be even in charge. That tall. <laughs> we, you have to have a big hat to be in charge. We learned this. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so apparently, this dude comes back to the wherever they are. Aria, I guess that's what it's called, right? Area. Yeah. Sorry, area. No offense, Kate Moss or Carrie Ann Moss. Sorry. He's like, oh, I found this big tower. And we're going to use it to destroy our enemies. And everyone's like, no. And then we get a cutscene. I don't think I've ever seen an in-movie cutscene before. I don't know. Have you ever had that happen? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, just, it was it just, very interesting. Yeah, I liked it, just, it. It just, they're like, yeah, man, we didn't film enough for this movie. So we're just going to make some stuff. Well, up. they, yeah, it's okay. Oh, I'll talk about that when I get to my bit. So as it turns out, this girl, Lura, who I didn't know was her nephew until I read the description on IMDb, um, she and her ragtag rebellion, or niece, did I say nephew? Sorry. Yeah. She and a bunch of uh, got people steal another airship, and then they also happen to steal the key. So this tower, the only way you can get in it is a, a key. And instead of... And there are like, no locksmiths. Yeah. <laughs> in this universe. Well, they do mention that the technology is older than anything that they've encountered and is far more advanced. I have a question like, why didn't they throw the key into the ocean? Like, oh. we learn at the beginning that some, for some reason, the water table has, or the, the water levels have risen. So we well, get a little, probably it, this it, giant machine that moves the moon. Yeah. So instead of that water, instead of Waterworld and Kevin Costner, we get some airships, right? Mm-hmm. So they're running away. I don't know why they just pitch it over the side. I'm like, haha, no one gets this key. Maybe they can detect objects underwater with great precision. I don't know. And then my, my, my only thing that I really didn't like, I would say I didn't like, was just some of the action sequences seemed really jank. Like, really jank. There were some funny moments. One of the guys got straight up cannonballed. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then he's like, open fire. And then they start shooting at him. And he's like, no, 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 don't shoot. Like, what? Well, which one is it, buddy? Well, he's not he, Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, want to defend then, it. Keep going. And then dragons appear. That was cool. I don't know when exactly this happens. Like in real life, like this actually happened in history. Uh, there was a group of cavalry in uh, Eastern Europe and they were called wing hussars. And they, they, they had the big 
the big things that oh, these are real this actually happened i think there's polish a lot of east german troops had them but they're literally winged hussars now i thought that was pretty cool and then it ends on a cliffhanger nice yeah it is a concept film so i really liked the the technology as it was presented I've, I think I've mentioned before on our podcast that I think dirigibles and airships are really cool. Yeah. Like the brass or the gold, kind of shiny. I didn't really like all the green screen we had, but I mean, it's it's a concept film, so I'm not going to begrudge them for, you know, how they made the movie. Yeah. Can't comment on the performances. Everyone seemed to act really well, but yeah. Yeah. We can't comment on the performances? Well, I just, I, one, I don't Am speak. I not allowed to? I don't speak, nor do I understand German. So no. I, can't, we, I can't tell any connotation. Sure. Feelings sure. that they're trying to present. The English dub wasn't very good. No. This guy is screaming at his subordinates. And then the voice is like, yes, open fire. Like, <laughs> okay, sure. How about you, man? Yeah. What do you think? It was okay. Are you saying it's a 5.9? It is a 4.9. Okay. It is okay. They, I mean, so I wrote this down so that I would remember it. So let me pull up my notes here. Part of showing off your ability to make good CGI is knowing when not to use it. Okay. If this was kind of like the Aliens Night movies where they were just trying to show off their ability to do green screen and, and CGI props and whatnot, okay, 5.9, good job, right? But it's a concept film. They were trying to get it made into a uh, something, either a feature-length film or a part two or something, right? Series or something, yeah. Or series, yeah. I mean, most of the credits is just l- listing people that cra- helped crowdfund it. So when you have a grapple hook launcher thing that's completely CGI, but you have a character who's supposed to interact with it, maybe make that a real prop <laughs> because she's holding her hands like this, like this wide around something that's like this big. And it's just like floating around because she doesn't know how big it is when she's acting. And they made the prop without looking at what she was, whatever, right? And I I 100% agree, like listening to their German voices in the making of, I was like, man, I need to watch this in German. I am absolutely missing something. Right. If this had been subbed instead of dubbed, if I had been able to watch it with subtitles, I'd probably give this, I'd probably say the 5.9 is is good. But just the the haphazardness, the laziness in which they dubbed it, eh, is is not worth it. On the other hand, the planes are really cool. I like the way the wings come in on the planes. They turn into little missiles as they're like banking really quickly and stuff. I don't know if that obeys the laws of physics, but they did it and it looked cool. Uh, the dragon riders are awesome. I, I want to be able to fly a dragon that has machine guns on the sides and you know, breathes fire on my enemies. Like there's the thing had so many. They, we watched them take out people with machine guns, with the dragon breath, with its talons. I think at one point it just bit somebody. Like yeah. those things are awesome. They look great too. I have some jokes written down about the dub. I think I'm going to skip all that. No, nope. uh, the music is uninspired, or I should say, inspired by Pirates of the Caribbean, but not like they. If they were going to be inspired by that, they should have just dove in. They should have just made it as bombastic and as as full as what they were trying to copy because what we got was nothing like oh there's noise there's noise when no one is talking that's good i mean up until this moment i forgot that there was music even yeah exactly exactly as far as so i just kind of tore it apart and i gave it some props as, as far as it as as it is as a film as far as the story goes it's interesting it it sets scenery pretty well 
now that I understand the backstory, having read this summary, it could have done, I, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite right now. Because I am very much now. anti, was that? Is it now? Yes, now. No, just now. For the first time <laughs> Ever. in my life, I will be contradicting myself. But humans are weird creatures, right? I'm allowed to be human. They could have done with some text on the screen at the beginning of the movie. Oh, some exposition. A little bit of exposition. Res, yeah? If that those first one or two lines off the IMDb blurb had been at the beginning of the movie, I think I would have enjoyed that a little bit more. I liked the yeah. vignette. You called it a cutscene, but that quick vignette to get us to the next thing. I mean, it's a concept film. That makes sense, right? Like, hey, we want to show you these characters interacting because we think it tells you who these characters are. And then we're going to get to the big action scene because that's right. what we really want to show off what we can do. I, I, I wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have minded it if they had cut down the action, gave us another vignette, and showed us a final confrontation between our characters actually like made it a whole story instead of the whole cliffhanger cop out. Right. Like that's the whole thing. Like, so I'm going to compare this to Nano, which I think is probably the best short film we've seen. In my opinion, I might, I might be wrong. I might not be remembering something, but I think it's the best short film we've watched because it had a beginning, a middle and an end, but still left things open for exploration, right? It left the world and a few characters open to where you could do something before or after it or whatever. If you're going to make a concept film, prove that you can make a film, prove that you can tell a whole story. Because as we got it, it, it we had a, we put, we've thrust these characters into action. Awesome. Uh, we see a little bit more of who they are and how they're conducted themselves with their fight. We, we have very obvious good guys and bad guys is how I would put it, right? The bad guys are like, I want to kill people. I'm like, oh, that's psychotic. Yeah. You probably yeah, shouldn't I, be allowed I, to be in charge. I want right? to bring the moon closer to the earth to, to ruin my, <laughs> to flood to my flood. enemies. <laughs> I don't, that goes against yeah. the Geneva Convention. I'm sure of it. Like, uh, I, I'm, I don't, sure I'm sure that they don't have that written down. Yeah. I I know, but I'm sure they don't have that in the fine print, but I feel like it breaks the spirit. You know, I feel like that's a war crime. Yeah. Uh, but you're trying to get the story across and I, you have some interesting ideas, but you don't have, you don't have an ending. You don't, you don't even have like half of an ending. Like I didn't get, like we didn't get to see inside of the giant pillar or, or something like, like set up just a little bit more. I am not a storyteller. I mean, I'm a liar, but I'm not a storyteller. It, so I, I, I might be giving bad advice don't listen to me. I just I just think that maybe one more rewrite, one more rework of the last half, maybe tone down this the the action scenes a little bit. Understand, you know, you crowdfunded, you only have so much money, only so much you can do. Take out a few scenes of dragons and ships flying around and bullets and add in, you know, one more cannonball gag, another pun and some sort of ultimate peak. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I feel like it could have been great. I feel like there's there's a, there's some seeds of greatness there, but ultimately falls a bit short. Well, I'm going to reference Star Wars and we're at 44 minutes and 53 seconds. At the end of Return of the Jedi, we have an entire sequence. We have like a we have two fleets battling it out in space over the moons or the over Endor's moons, right? Or Endor. Right. I think Endor is the moon. The moon of Endor. I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. The 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 place where Chewbacca and the Ewoks live. <laughs> but in the meantime, during that fight, we're on the Death Star with Luke and Darth mm. Vader and spoilers, Darth Sidious. <laughs> Just, do, so, are you spoiling <laughs> Return of the Jedi right now? Uh, but like, I think maybe that would have worked a little bit better. Maybe we do have the flashy action sequences 
while cutting away like we do kind of have that we cut away to like the <laughs> we do have the um like when they're inside the ship but we're still the ship is still involved in the action sequence you know what i mean right like why couldn't we have the airships and the pilots or, or the the weird torpedo flying plane versus the dragons and lura and uh carrick right carrick oh, yeah, um, yeah yeah sure why can't they be having their philosophical argument inside the tower that's what I thought they were going for. I thought yeah. that when she was going to get the grapple hook, and I'm very sorry, person in chat that just got Star Wars spoiled for them. Maybe you should get around to watching 30-year-old films. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what they were going for when she was going to get the grapple hook thing. I thought yeah. she was going to go over to the other ship and confront them. And we would have, like, you, I guess I didn't think of it as a Star Wars thing, but the big story, right? The big action sequence, what's going on with the whole world and this war and blah, blah, blah but also the personal story at the same time. We didn't get that. We got nothing. So yeah, no, I think you're right. That's a good idea. Like you could have kept it the same length, but every time you see her shooting at something or, or whatever it is when she's wiping her nose yeah. and, and you could uh, you could have had her confronting care. Uh, that's, yeah. that's good. I think maybe, that, maybe that's the vignette. I mean, it is a vignette, but it's a cutscene. No, I think that might've been like what that was for is maybe they couldn't, I mean, because I don't think any of these people were professional actors. And the reason why I say that is because even when we watch foreign language films or we watch B-movies that have foreign language actors in them, they've got IMDb pages. Yeah. It'll be, it'll say like German, French, whatever. Um, Like Airlord Carrick played by Dirk Muller. One credit. No, I'm sorry. No, no, it just loaded. 41 credits. Yeah. And they're well, all in German. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Dirk uh, Mueller is the director, writer yeah. of this film. Yeah. Documentary, visual effects producer. Who did I click on that only had one? Um, I guess it was Monica Ustova, yep. his niece, Deputy Lura. The, yeah. She's the main character on the front. Uh, like We saw her face on the front of the uh, the poster. Yeah, as an actor, Dirk only has one credit. This is it. Yeah, it also happens to be the writer. Very yeah. neat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's got a 2001 digital effects artist credit. I'm not going to read it, but you can look in if you want to find it. Who does? Um, Dirk. Um, yeah, so I don't think any of these people were professional actors. And what I mean by that is I don't know how much time, like how much money their time is worth. You know what I mean? Right. So like... Do you think they're they're not a... They're in German. Ger- sorry, they're in German. They're in Germany, so I don't know how... Yeah, I I've, I've barely understand how the rules work here, so... I don't think there's a, a SAG. I mean, there might be a SAG over there. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't know Screen Actors Guild. In order to become an actor, you have to actually join the Screen Actors Guild. Fun story. You can't. You cannot have the same name as another SAG member. Yep, that's why a lot of a lot of actors go by other names. Yeah. If I was an actor, I couldn't be Christopher Mayer. I just talked to myself, probably. Yeah. I would have to change that. Yeah. So. But it's just like Michael B. Jordan. Right. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I'm done talking about the Airlords of Uria. Worth the price of subscription? I'm bringing you back in. Uh, I think so. Strictly as a concept. I think it works as a concept. As a movie? No. Uh, but but I mean, if you just want to... If, if you need to inject steampunk into your veins, why not? Yeah. So that brings me to my closing question slash argument. Okay. Before we move on to our next, uh, our next film... I did not see any steam in this film. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say I'm a, an expert, right? 
on what is and isn't steampunk, but I feel like if you're not using steam, it might not be steampunk. Yeah, it's fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're good on that. Like we're like this is I mean, being I, advertised as steampunk. Right. And I'm not saying it's not, but I'm doubting it hard. I'm hitting X repeatedly. I think the steampunk aesthetic is probably what they're aiming for with the airships and the floating balloon cities. But no, you're totally right. I didn't see any steam at all. Maybe you got lost in the green screen. Um, the green screen is where you butt the steam. It's so easy. No, I know. Hey, man. Don't <laughs> yell at me. I didn't make this movie. First of all, <laughs> this was your suggestion. So you are to blame. Yeah, you approved it. Next, for our steampunk <laughs> short film doubleheader, we have a viewer suggestion from our Discord. Discord user Snow Angel suggested a steampunk short called Frey or Frey the Lost World, depending on where you're at when you look it up. Uh, on IMDb, it's just called Frey. And on YouTube, where you can watch this, uh, it's called Frey the Lost World, a sci-fi slash steampunk short film. So the last film was German. This film is Finnish. It is not dubbed, but English is not their first language. So some of it's a little... Accents are... A little awkward pacing yeah. and that type of thing. But I, I, I don't I don't think it's bad acting as much as it is just that's probably how they speak English. It's not Americanized, if you will. Um, so it's a little different. So you don't think it was dubbed at all? I, if there was, I watched, like I was watching their voices, like uh, their their lips, I should say. Whenever there was a few instances where I was like, that looked, that, that sounds a little weird. And I would back it up. I, the lips matched, but I think there was, so I think there was dubbing, but I think they were still speaking English, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. Yeah. When I say dubbed, I mean, the language they spoke when they filmed it and the language of the audio are the same, not necessarily recorded at the same time. Yeah. Do you think it was the same actors for both? Ooh, I didn't I even, I haven't find, given that any thought. I, I can't find any, any info on IMDb in regards to that. So maybe for a few of the extras or the guy with the snake. Here we go. But our main characters, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Hutala, the boss, Paul, I'm sorry, Pasi Ruhunen, boss, voice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So that guy where it looked a little off sometimes, even though he was obviously saying English words because he got, he was dubbed over. Makes sense. Ooh, look, we have a tagline for this one. For others, it was a dead world. For her, it was a land of opportunity. All right, good. The blurb on this one, if I may. Go ahead. It ain't easy being a mercenary on a dead world. A ruined world where the sun blocks everything with its heat. Sarcastic risk taker, Frey, I'm adding commas, finds herself chased by everyone from underworld thugs to federal agents as she leads an expedition out into the sunburned areas of the north where they will learn some things are better left unlearned. I have questions. So we could just take some commas from that from <laughs> that uh, the last description, throw it in here. We'll be good. I have questions as well. You you ask the question, and then I'll I'll How ask. How does questions. the sun block everything with its heat? It blocks travel. Like I can't get to that because it's too hot. Next question. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's what they mean. <laughs> Is unlearned a word? Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't feel proper, but okay. Well, technically it's un unlearned. Oh, did I mispronounce the, that? Should I reread no, no, no. this whole thing? No, you pronounce it exactly how they used it. Unlearned is the actual word, which is a person who is not well educated. 
Oh. Like, he, like you are unlearned. No, but I think unlearned. Uh, I think if someone called called yeah. me unlearned, I I I don't know what I would think. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I would I immediately think, discount everything they've ever told me. Yeah, I I, I am unlearned to that phrase. <laughs> That's what I would say. Six point on IMDb. Yes. Eighteen ratings. One ten. Thirty three percent six. Yeah, thirty three point three percent. Six. Repeating, of course. I'm going to uh, I'm going to jump right in oh. with my opinions. Go ahead. Before you start vibe checking me, this is another concept film, but it actually has a decent cliffhanger ending. It sets all the characters up. It kind of it closes the book on this small story that they're trying to tell. So I'm I'm happy with that. Just want to get that out of the way from the get go. Although I would love to watch some short films that are complete, beginning, middle, end. Let's do it. You know, what is up with crime lords and reptiles? Why is that a thing? It's like, it's just, it's a trope, right? Because like, if you see somebody with a dog, it humanizes them, right? We all sympathize with people who love dogs because most of us, not all of us, but most of us as human beings also like dogs, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of the ways that filmmakers will make you sympathize with a group of people is because they have a, a dog that they use. And so I guess... I'm answering my own question by saying that a reptile, or in this case, a, a snake, is, uh, I don't know, I would call it the opposite of a dog as far as pets go. Well, I, I and, wonder how much of that is, like, the idea of the reptile brain, right? We've oh. talked about before, the reptile brain, this is the, the part of the brain that is centered solely on self-preservation and survival. And a reptile, and I'm not saying that reptiles are like this, because there's a, a huge group of people out there that love snakes, and they love reptiles, and they keep them as pets that they're survivalists, right? I mean, crocodiles have been around longer than the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> they're the only ones that survived during that period. Yeah. Well, and all the ancient humans, but yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot I forgot they, they put the uh, crocodiles in the ark. No, and so I just wonder if, like, you when you're presented with a snake, it's a cold-blooded, kind of slimy, scaly, not even necessarily untrustworthy, but... Well, like, untrustworthy, right? Because the if we're gonna you brought up you brought up the ark. We talk about Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Deceived by a snake. Like it's it's for a very long time, for a large part of human history, the snake is sneaky. It's, it crawls yeah. around, it hides, and then it and then it gets you. It doesn't crawl. Well, it slithers. It, but <laughs> get it right. <laughs> it sloops around. <laughs> it sloops. It sloops <laughs> around. It's a little danger noodle, and it gets you. <laughs> Right. Uh, no, so I get that. Like a, a dog is, for the most part, they're empathetic creatures. Sure. While a snake doesn't, you know, doesn't care. Sure. And they didn't want to use a cat for some reason. Okay. So you answered all my questions. <laughs> as far as snakes go, I love the costuming in this film. Loved it. Props are cool. The costumes are cool. The sets are well done. They have just enough kind of like hazy background to them that you can't quite tell how big things are. They could be much larger or smaller than they are, which is great for a film of this budget, right? They're not shoehorning themselves in and they're not using a green screen in every every scene to just do whatever they want. They, they built a more or less practical set. I mean, there's definitely some CGI, but they really nailed the atmosphere. They mentioned mutants. They mentioned nuclear waste being put into the drinks. Like there's a lot of lore thrown in and offhanded jokes or comments. I, I really appreciate that. It's world building, yeah. 
Yeah, just this world building is really, really good. I liked our main character. She's cool, I guess. The the lead, her partner, I don't even know, Alex, played by Carol Weiland, and I apologize if I mispronounced that. He's got five credits. He tried his hand at acting for a few years and hasn't... Well, he's got something that's coming up, so maybe he's going to make a comeback. Who knows? Partis, partis San, Sanage Yotaja. Yeah, it's Finnish. He, he's not great. Maybe he's much better in his in in Finnish than he is in English. Uh, so he was probably the weakest point of the movie as far as as that part went. Storytelling wise, it's okay. It's all right. I guess our characters where they're going. The big part of like this movie is cheesy. It's got a cheesy line and then a cheesy trope told through a cheesy line and then another cheesy line. It is dripping in cheese. They could serve this movie as an appetizer at Chili's. They could just bring it out to me. Be like, here's this. Here's some chips. Have fun. It is dripping. The the, the lines. Are you drunk? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are loose cannon. I'll show you what's loose. So you're into women now as he's as she's interrupting <laughs> a guy talking to a girl. Like just, just really like... I think they were trying to get like the 80s or 90s American action movie vibe going a little bit. It doesn't quite fit the it doesn't fit the the theme. It doesn't fit the story, but they're trying. It's very interesting. Okay. But no, I think this is a solid 6. I agree with the 33.3%. <laughs> I am in the minor majority. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Uh well, I'm going to vibe check you. Of course you are. I have Blade Runner question mark and then Steam Runner in parentheses next to it. Mm. First of all, not steampunk. Decidedly not steampunk. It is advertised as such. I wonder like I wonder how much of that is cuz I'm not even ruling out the possibility that there could be an entire subgenre of steampunk in which they explore space in these weird spaceships that run on steam. I don't know. I got a lot of fallout from this. Yeah. We talked about the costuming a little bit of Book of Eli. Some of, like, the, I, for whatever reason, I got some Demolition Man vibes. Uh, like It's the cheesy like, one-liners, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, like, in the like even in their dress and kind of the way that people interact with each other. Because they talk about, like, how stuff rolls downhill. And I wonder oh, if that's God. because, like, when, we, when we're looking at... When they finally go outside, they've got these huge, tall skyscrapers. But they're on the bottom floor. So I wonder if that's, like, the... Like the the Blade Runner aesthetic I was getting is that mm. we're looking at the grimy underworld, which also very much kind of runs with Demolition Man because at the end when they're hanging out with Dennis Leary, you know, in the sewers. But it just Fallout in terms of like, I, like Frey very much seemed like a Fallout protagonist. She walks into a room, demands money, they tell her no, and then she gets into a fight. First of all, I got a couple notes here. Snake, all caps with six A's. The drink that Alex is drinking is called Zorglon. It's got the skull and crossbones on it. Yeah. Universal sign of, you know, death. We talked to, you talked about how like the, like the fog. Uh, I think a lot of that is probably camera angle and perspective. There's a lot of close-ups in this movie. There are. Is it fog or is it steam? <sighs> Maybe it was like the visual representation of everyone's stench. Because everyone was really sweaty and grimy and dirty. But yeah, like even in the fight sequences, we're still really close to people. And so you you did mention how it makes the room look bigger. 
Yeah. Because we're working in a smaller area. But when you when you don't show the rest of that area, it really kind of gives I don't like not even depth. And then when Frey tries to collect from the boss and you know, he's like, I'm not gonna pay you because you're a you're a loose cannon, you're out of control, what I don't whatever the reason was. Yeah. Someone is about to touch her and she says, Touch me and you'll lose that arm. And uh, I was like, Ooh. girl, you cannot bring the Trinity energy into this room if you're not going to follow through because she gets her butt kicked. She, I think I think she gets F5'd. Uh, I don't know how much professional wrestling you've watched, but mm. my my previous roommate before my now girlfriend, or I'm sorry, my then girlfriend, now Uh-oh. wife, Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Our, our mutual friend Josh used to watch professional wrestling. And there was a professional wrestler named Brock Lesnar. Yep. And his finishing move was called an F5. Where he would put someone in the fireman carry, throw them up and spin them into the air and let them drop on the ground. And that's what happened to Frey. She got F5'd. And, and this was the sequence when I realized, like, I was like, I wonder if these people are dubbed. Because when Alex is talking to the bartender, it wasn't that their lips didn't make sense. But like, the bartender is like, he's got his, he's wide-eyed, he's paying attention, he's like, mm. he's attentive. And his voice just doesn't match that face. And that could be because they're Finnish and they're speaking a language that's not Finnish. Well, it so. is also, it is low budget, right? Sure. So it could easily be that they just, their onset microphones weren't up to snuff. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Maybe they didn't even have mics. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they didn't. So they were, they had to dub it over later, which is unfortunate because you, a, a, an okay onset, like for something that's budget, I feel like an, an okay or passable onset, recording of their voices i don't know the words i'm trying to use there's probably a term there versus the sound booth would have been versus a professional sound booth i think would have made a world of difference yeah sure one of my last notes is their third partner is called norm he's hanging out in the bar uh, yeah. yeah why not i didn't really love Frey's performance uh jessica wolf known for her work in the finisher not even making that up she's got 12 acting credits She's got a couple things in post-production, but she also appears to be a stunt person, which is kind of cool. Mm. Okay. Oh, finisher is spelled like finish. Yeah. Or... yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then <laughs> when they, when Alex and Frey both approach the boss to get their money, all they say is, hi. <laughs> that could be what a cultural thing. Like, like yeah. hello. Hello. <laughs> That was, anyways. That was get whatever we just did was offensive to most of Europe, which is not what we were trying to do. We we're alienating you, Texans today. Would you say it was offensive when they leave? It's just called bar. Great, and then she's like, "Yo, I've got a gig." And I think probably the funniest line in the entire film is when she says, "I've got a gig," and then Alex says, "Oh, what? You're in a band now? You got a drummer?" <laughs> I was like, like. Even in like even in the context, it doesn't make any sense. Like no. this guy's like he's I don't, like he's quippy. Yes. Well, that was the whole thing. Yeah. Well, no. But I'm saying like even in the quip, even in the sarcastic drink, like heavily drinking, weird, crazy protagonist, he's supposed to be playing Martin Riggs and Murtaugh. Like in the Lethal Weapon movies, like would not say that. You know what I mean? Like, no. like if Riggs was undercover and he's working with some drug dealer and he's like, yeah, man, I got a gig this weekend. Riggs would not go, oh, yeah, you got a saxophone player who's going to show up? Would he play trombone? No, he wouldn't say that. It's just, yeah, I've got a job. It's high risk and low pay. And my only comment on that is, oh, like all jobs. Yeah. And then my yeah. final line is Finland. 
because it's like, oh, thanks for all these people. And then I was like, oh, these names are crazy. And then I looked it up. <laughs> you looked it up and you're like, oh, these names are crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All in all, much more complete. You said this one hangs on a cliffhanger. I wouldn't even necessarily call it a cliffhanger as much as it is just a chapter being finished. Like this is a novella. Was that another pun? <laughs> No, uh, it, no pun intended. Uh, it just worked out that well, way. Did it feel like this was a concept for a pilot episode more than a concept for a feature film? Like I could see them going on adventures. Right. So yeah. Miko Lopa, Lopa Nin, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Miko, 14 credits visual effects, 17 credits editorial department, 16 credits editor, 10 credits camera and stunt or camera and electrical stunts, director, cinematographer, writer, producer. So he likes to be on set. Yeah. This is another one of those movies where you got a guy or a group of people who are like, we're in the industry. Let's get some money together. Let's just, let's make this movie and see what happened. This isn't the case of homeboy making a bunch of weird alien movies because he wants to show off his visual effects. Yeah. These are people like, hey, I want to make a short film and I can pay you 800 bucks to get thrown into the air and land on the ground. How does that sound to you? And then Jessica Wolf's like, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. So $800? In terms of like, I I don't even necessarily know if concept is the right word because the blurb doesn't even match what we watched. There's no federal agents, you know? Mm -hmm. Frey's not being chased anywhere. Well, I kept thinking because I saw the federal agent thing. I saw, I kept thinking that Alex was going to be a federal agent. Like sure. I got the vibe, your word, that he was an undercover cop. That's how he's able I to get the you. gun in and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Oh, so he is Martin Riggs. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> this is a steampunk, slightly gender bendered Finnish <laughs> lethal weapon three. Uh, I reject that reality. <laughs> now, I, all in all, I probably like a 6.2 or 6.3. I'd nudge it up a little bit. I think the only character that I just flat out didn't like was Boss. Mm, easily replaceable. Well, just because of the thing on his face. Yeah. Like I was, it, just, it was too distracting. I kept looking at it, and I was just like, I can't take you seriously. And then Norm's weird. I, I know I mentioned Trinity earlier, but that whatever gun he had, he's like, you killed him. And then he looks at it, and he flips it to stun, and he's like, no, no, it was on the stun setting. That, that looked like a prop funny. from The Matrix. Yeah. Um, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, yeah, worth the, it. worth the price of subscription. Yes. Is it worth, worth the, the price of subscription? I would say yes. Nice. It's um solid 15 minutes plus credits. So is the wor- is the name Frey, because our main character's name is Frey, is that a play on um, Freya? I thought she said Freya. Oh, like she said I thought na- she said like, Frey. Oh, but maybe well, I just heard that because that's the name of the No, the she's film. credited as Frey. Oh, okay. But when she said it, I thought she said Freya. Is Frey a common shortening for Freya? Well, I think it's her, um, like her crime name. Her crime? Her street name? Street name? Alias? I think alias alias is... (laughs) Uh, In Norse paganism... My crime name is Benjamin. Benjamin. In Norse paganism, Freya is a goddess associated with love, beauty, fertility, sex, and war. Well, um, I didn't see any sex, fertility, love, or beauty... I mean, she's an attractive woman. I'm not going to say she's not. But she did fight a bunch of people. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe she is a, maybe she's a stand-in. Maybe. <laughs> Crying. <Maybe. name. laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, if you all have suggestions for other things we could watch, please send them our way. Uh, you can, if you're watching this live on Twitch, you can DM us here. You can hit us up on Twitter. The handle is in the bottom right, at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. We also have a Discord server. You can find all those links on our social media page. And you can email us, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. So there's absolutely no excuse for not sending <laughs> suggestions for science fiction television, movies, whether feature length or short film. Or if you think we should review something else science fiction related, send it our way. Uh, we'll take a look at it. Our next film, our next film, we're breaking out of the short films. We're going to be checking out a, I guess this is feature length film uh, available to stream on Amazon Prime called Zilla Foot. Uh, it appears to be just on the surface. It's It appears to be slightly kaiju with definite, very much like the the kaiju films coming out of Japan of the I don't know the the sixty the late fifties early sixties all the way through the eighties. It looked pretty neat, so I suggested it. We're gonna watch it. Yeah, that. So. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna be watching it. Do you want? I'm gonna read the blurb, uh, blurb from is. Amazon Prime here. A UFO lands on Earth, unleashing a giant monster that is half lizard, half gorilla. Zilla foot. The monster rampages, decimating any military response and even awakening a strange dinosaur. Now it's up to scientists and the final member of the framed and the final member of the famed Ultra Squad Ultra to face squad. the new threats and save humanity in this epic kaiju homage to the Toho monsters and uh to Suburea heroes, Suburea heroes. Sorry, I don't speak Japanese. Definitely check it out. It should be a little different than what we're uh, what we usually review. Um, I think for the most part, what we uh, like to watch is stuff that's taking itself seriously, or at least more seriously than this. <laughs> and I have a feeling. I have a feeling about this one. Do you want to b roll us out of here? Just want to say, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, my crime name is Ultra Squad. My, uh, can I change mine? Yeah, it's your podcast, man. Oh yeah, my it's your podcast. My crime name is now Zilla Foot. <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching. Thanks, guys. ready uh yes i believe so I have to clean my desk. i'm glad you're you got to clean your desk that's how you're yeah. opening up huh yeah. we're live <laughs> we're doing it live i said are you ready and you said yeah <laughs> so i clicked the button and you're like well you're gonna clean my desk and, man i can't comment no. on things randomly no you can't we're professionals chris i haven't seen a single penny professionals <laughs> i haven't seen a single penny yet really I'm getting no. paid. Are you not getting paid? <laughs> you guys are getting paid? <laughs>